Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Kirk, what's up? There we go. Oh, week one is over with, man. Can you believe it? Yeah, it feels like it's. It feels. It feels like it was longer than a week. Yeah. The. the uh, the funny thing is, is there's so much build up to the season. These first five weeks just kind of fly by, so they'll be gone before you know it, though. So, but um, all right, man. So this is our first, uh, uh, obviously, first in season show. We're gonna review our game from the two and one league, and then talk about some of the bigger stories going on in the league right now, um, as well as giving some some sage advice for. For, uh, to stop some owners from overreacting to their players after right. week one, um, you know, failure. So you ready to get it started, man? Let's do it. All right. So, well, let's talk about our game in the two and one. We went against the Wasp man, uh, Wassel. And if you remember correctly, uh, we were obviously the number one team in the power rankings, which we'll have to do redo this week. And Adam was ranked number 10. Um, my early calculations still have us ranked number one in the power rankings, but that's not official. Those will right. come out later in the week. Um, but let's talk about it, man. What, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, so we ended up losing to Adam. And I'm going to pull up the score here in a second. Um, and he's he was supposed to be a guest on our show tonight, but he's he's busy with other things. But I know he was uh, pretty upset that he couldn't make it. So right. Um, uh, but yeah, we ended up losing 146 to 124. And remember the thing with this league is it's called two and one for a reason. Get a win or a loss for your head-to-head matchup, but then also an extra win or loss, depending on if you scored over the league median or not. So, Kirk, we were actually starting the year 0-2. Right. So, um, uh, just a quick rundown of the game. So, uh, Patrick Mahomes, for us, did great, um, exceeded his expectations. When you go down to Todd Gurley, uh, he had two touchdowns vultured by Malcolm Brown, but still had 97 yards right. rushing. David John David Johnson was great. Our wide receiving core is what, and tight end is really what what screwed us there. Um, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Brandon Cooks, and OJ Howard all crapped the bed. Right. Um, you know, at least we got some points out of Godwin and Gordon in our flex. But yeah, though that's really what what killed us. Um, looking at Adams' team, he only had. I mean, base he he had DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry is really all he had. Um, actually, excuse me, and Josh Jacobs. Um, those three players is what it took to beat us. The rest of his players were bad to average. Um, you know, he had James Conner uh, and Fournette who had disappointing games, but yeah, Hopkins. And Jimmy Graham had a decent game, but really Hopkins, Henry, and Jacobs is what won him the game, and he is now two and zero. So, um, what are your reflections on the? Well, game? I mean, clearly from our our standpoint, you know, with with our our three big wide receivers crapping the bed, I mean that 
that was the difference for us. I mean, I, he has an injury with Tyreek Hill, you know, Mike Williams also got hurt. So those were the disappointing things for him. You know, James Conner, Leonard Fournette. I mean, those, those can be expected. Um, you know, that that's, that's not that big of a deal, but we had number one wide receivers, at least Diggs and Adams should have been a little bit more um, uh, productive and targeted. I mean, they actually cooks. There was only, uh, eight targets for the total for all, all four, all three of those. They were targeted eight times. I'm sorry. They mm-hmm. caught eight balls. I apologize. They caught eight right. balls in between the three of them. That's ridiculous. There needs to be right. more. There needs to be more activity there. And, and that's really what kicked us uh, right in the butt. So the one thing I'm looking at here, and I'm going to have to actually look into this a little bit more. Uh, I mean, Again, my, it's a, I'm talking about a one-point thing here, but I'm looking at uh, O.J. Howard on here, and it's showing that he had four catches for 32 yards and lost a fumble. That should be 5.2 points, but they only gave us 4.2 points. So that's totally aside. Um, I'll have to look into that. But, yeah, I mean, really, Devontae Adams, you know, the, I think the, the Bears' defense is that good. Um, you know, so that's one of the unfortunate things about being in that division. I mean, that that's just a great defense there. So not worried about him. Diggs with the two targets does worry me, although they were in a very favorable game script to where they were running the right. ball majority of that right. game. Cooks had six targets, so we expect that, that to go up. Jared Goff was not necessarily the most efficient quarterback in that no. game. So, uh, and then, um, yeah, some of the other players on the team we'll, we'll talk about later in one of our other um, look. Quick uh, thing in, in, in diving deeper into OJ Howard, not to not to hammer this this point or anything too much. Um, is there is there point lost for a fumble lost? Uh, so if you have a fumble, you recover it. Yeah. That's that's a negative. But if you have a fumble and you lose it, does that also count as a negative point? Because that's what shows up in his stat line. I'll have to take a look. So I don't know if that makes a difference or not. I'll have to take a look. Hey, you know, um, the one thing I think that that you and I need to talk about before we move on to uh, the other segment is, you know, we've we've got Gurley. And then on the bench, we have Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. Remember, we traded a first-round pick for Daryl Henderson, so um, we're kind of invested in him. He had one carry for, for zero yards. He was uh, he was only out there for two plays mm-hmm. where Malcolm Brown, uh, 11 carries, 53 yards, and two touchdowns. And actually, when you look at Gurley, Gurley got a lot of his yards late, um, which you'd expect them to have Gurley out there early and then get spelled later on, but that – really wasn't the case. I mean, Malcolm Brown was out there very early. So what's, what's your take on that whole situation? Well, the, trying to, trying to, I guess, read between the lines with what they say, they seem to um, indicate that this was, this is kind of a test for Gurley to see how he would feel, get him into a week, get him out of the week and see how, how everything felt. Cause their, their big concern last year was, was his knee was just starting to fall apart late in the year and they leaned on him so heavily. So I feel it could be just, this is one of those cautionary, you know, let's, let's get him to run. Let's see how we do. Let's see if we can mix somebody else into the game plan 
so that way we're we're not out of the game, um, but we're still using him. And, and, and you get to see what Malcolm Brown is. So I think this is more just – it's gonna it's gonna be more of that that type of a stat line though, where he's gonna be hovering on a hundred yards, and I think he's gonna be more involved in the passing game and then getting touchdowns. So I think this is just kind of a, a baby steps for them to determine how it feels yeah. in a full size game. Yeah, the the thing for me, like the fact that Gurley had fifteen touches, that doesn't concern me at all. I kind of view him as a chimera to where he could be very valuable and efficient with that limited right. amount of touches. But the thing that worries me is inside the five-yard line, Malcolm Brown is getting carries and not Todd Gurley. And Gurley is so good. I mean, he's been the touchdown leader the last two years. So that's that's something we'll really have to keep an eye on. The, the one thing that makes me feel more comfortable, though, is if Gurley misses time, we will still get value out of either Malcolm Brown or Daryl right. Anderson. Yeah, we, we don't want to play that either-or game. We want it to be – you know, it's either this guy or that guy, so that way we can start right. the proper guy. Yep. So, um, all right. So, hey, let's let's. Um, that's enough about this week. Good job, Adam. Um, even, even that, though, that, even that was your that was your Super sleeper, Bowl sleeper. You know, I thought it was funny when I first saw it. Sleeper said we were the best manager of our team. He was the worst right. manager of his team. I find that comical. Yeah, because he had his two quarterbacks on the bench did better than a starter. He had Deshaun Jackson on the bench, uh, Marquise Brown on the bench, Randall Cobb on the bench. He just doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. He doesn't. We it's obviously we we put out the best lineup uh, we could. Um, It's just our our players didn't didn't not uh, the coach they were supposed to. No, no, totally. Yeah, it was the execution of the players. So. And sleeper gets yeah. it. So, all right. So let's go on. So obviously, um, fantasy owners are notorious for week one for overreacting. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a player does bad and they drop them from their lineup, or if it's um, they come out of nowhere, have a great week, and then people are spending all of their fab uh, on them. I have one league real quick. Uh, it's a home league to where one guy picked up two players, $50 each. So he spent all oh, of his geez. fab. I think it was like John, John Ross and, you know, somebody else like that. So he's done for the year for that. Every, um, every year it's that, the same thing. It's, it's all, oh, this guy looks great. And that must mean he, he's going to be right. good forever. Right. So, um, so let's talk about that. We're only going to talk about the bad okay. ones though. Um, so, uh, Kirk, I asked you to nominate two guys. One, uh, so so let's start with the two guys who did really bad, but you are telling uh, owners to relax. Um, they'll be just fine. They had a bad week, but do not, you do not sell low on these guys. Keep them on your roster. Um, don't tilt. So who who was your first guy? I would say the guy? first one was a little is, was kind of easy. Uh, the only reason why. I'm putting them on there is because you got a new coach and you have a, a shaky quarter quarterback. And that's, that's Mike Evans. Mike Evans was at a 4.8 week. He had two catches for 28 yards. Um, I, 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 this is an easy one. Don't panic on him. He's going to be fine. He will be, he'll be a very, uh, very targeted receiver. I know Godwin, may have uh, had a better week and may have looked better at that time. I, I, but I obviously Mike Evans should be 
the focal point of that offense in the passing game. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you, you were saying you guaranteed that we didn't have any of the same players. And I actually have Evans on. Here's, he's not one of my two, but I have him <laughs> linked. I have him linked, uh, same concept. I have O.J. Howard on there. So Mike Evans finished as a 79th uh, receiver on the week. And O.J. Howard, uh, who we, we've already talked about, had a, uh, only had 4.2 points. Um, Howard was out there for the vast majority of the snaps. He still had five targets. And for a tight end, I'm fine with that, especially a guy with big play potential. Look, Jameis was just bad, and that's, that is a concern. But you got to remember last year, even though Bruce Arians wasn't there, Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, their combined fantasy points would have been the quarterback number two on the year, only behind Patrick Mahomes. So they will turn it around. Not saying they'll be a good football team, but they will – definitely find themselves in situations where they need to sling it um and godwin was only he was only okay because he had a touchdown he was still three catches 53 yards so that entire offense passing offense will have a better week uh next week and then moving forward i'm not worried about them at all so i'm right on uh i'm right on on board with you for for mike evans and like i said my first one was was oj howard all right all right, who was your who was your second? Oh, now I'm getting nervous. Um, this is this is one I feel like I'm going to be taking a little uh, on a, uh, going on a ledge here um, because his next three, maybe even four opponents are fairly good against the run, um, and this is Aaron Jones. Um, okay. People, people were. I mean, at least I was. I know you were. Um, we were pretty confident in him being the lead back on in in the uh, on the Packers, and he looks better when he has the ball. And I think he's he's one of those running backs to where he's not a solid number one uh, tier, and as far as fantasy running backs go, and people may say, "Oh, I need to get rid of him because I don't know what I'm getting, and I, if I can get something out of him, I'm going to." I think he will still be um, a upper two tier level running back most of the year. And I think, I think you'll see it once Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has a good week. He will have a good week. Uh, yeah, that, no, that's actually a really good one. He finished as a 52nd running back in the week, 4.9 points. Um, no, he just, uh, he, he is very similar to my second guy to where um, he's just, he's just better than Jamal Williams. Uh, Jamal Williams is still a, a fine complimentary back. He has He's kind of secured the third down role there, but Aaron Jones looked great. Um, again, I, I chalk a lot of that up to just that great Bears defense for his uh, performance. But uh, mine, very similarly, uh, the running back in that same game who disappointed a lot of fantasy owners was David Montgomery, who – Finished 49th on the week with 5.5 fantasy points. Uh, he was only six uh, rushes for 18 yards, and but he did have a great catch for 27. Um, you know, Mike Davis, I think, had 11 touches in that game for the Bears, and I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> why. Uh, he, you know, and the reason I feel good about Montgomery and you need to hold him is because he passes uh, the eyeball test, just like Aaron Jones. We, you know, you can watch the game and say that okay, he is the better football player, and 
he is a rookie, and as the season goes on, he's going to eventually dominate the touches in that in that backfield. And he does have a three down skill set to where he can catch the ball too. Not worried about that happening. It may just happen a little bit slower than we thought, but definitely now is not the time to get rid of David. Montgomery. Now, would you say would you say um, that that goes for for redraft leagues as well as keeper leagues, or is there a different mindset in a read in a redraft so, league? Well. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, I mean, for dynasty leagues, these guys are you, – you need to – don't even consider uh, trading them now. For redraft leagues, again, um, right now if you get rid of them, you're selling them low. They're, both of these players are probably at their lowest value right now. So if they have – if they piece together two or three good weeks and you can sell them high, if those aren't the guys you want, that would be the appropriate right. time to trade them away. But not right now. Um, they will get better. And and so so redraft leagues, like I, I can understand wanting to unload them, but now is not the time. Got to it. I understand that. Cool, man. All right. Um, you ready to move on to the, to the panic uh, yes. mode button? Okay, so who's your first My one? My first one is Sony Michelle. Oh. Um, okay. And and I think this goes in with the um the makeup of the team. Um I have him in one of my leagues uh in a redraft and I'm regretting it. Actually I have him and David Montgomery in one of my redraft leagues. So uh David yeah. Montgomery is not somebody I'm panicking on because I, I agree with you. Michelle, I, I'm, I'm nervous because, you know, it, it's when they play him and they give him carries, I expect him to do well. Um, 15 carries for 14 yards and no targets out of the backfield is not a good sign. Um, he will have Miami coming up, uh, but this is going to be a very hot and cold year for him where the game plan is going to dictate whether he gets a lot of carries or not. And I just am starting to think, you know, they're not going to just rely on him like they would a Rudy Johnson or a Corey Dillon that they've had in the past. I don't think he's that type of player. Uh, So I would, uh, I I think he has enough value um, as a player that you could possibly trade and still get a decent amount because somebody else, could want to take a chance on him and may be willing to pay a little bit more to get somebody like that. So that, that's what, that's my thoughts on him. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's really well put. I I wouldn't put a lot. uh, I'm not concerned about Sony Michelle with the carries and yardage. 15 carries is good. The yardage, not worried about actually the Steelers. That's, you know, typically they do a good job of stopping those stereotypical, just kind of bruising running backs. Um, that hasn't been the case the last couple of years, but th- you know that is a strength for them. What concerns me more is uh, James. You know, out of seventy offensive plays, James White had thirty-three snaps. Rex Burkhead had thirty-two, and <laughs> and Michelle only twenty-three in a game to where they were up big the entire time. Um, that would seem like it'd be a favorable game script for Sony Michelle, yeah. but Rex Burkhead was really the guy late. Um, and so that that kind of shocked me there. Who did you have? So, all right. So my first one is actually a guy that I have zero shares of in any of the leagues I'm in. 
uh, and I, I know you have him, and that's uh, Devonta Freeman. Um, Devonta Freeman split time equal uh, amount of snaps with Edo Smith, um, and it was just brutal. And I, I, I almost feel that this may be the beginning of the end for for Devonta Freeman. He was eight rushes, nineteen yards, uh, three catches, twelve yards. Just very inefficient. He did have a bad fumble too. Um, couldn't get anything going. Now they did play a really good defense in Minnesota, but I think that's that's definitely a situation to keep your eye on. He just does not look the same player as he did, you know, two three years ago when he was the number six and the number one overall running back. How do you feel about? Him? Well, I, I I do not have him in any league. I know. Oh, I thought I thought you got him in the uh, keeper league. Did you not? I did, no, that was a target of mine that that got screwed up through. Uh, That's through right. Okay, I was not able to bid on him. Uh, That's uh, right. Coincidentally, I have also picked him as a panic. Um, no, <laughs> you guaranteed we would have none of the same. I know. Players. I was I was surprised. I thought you. I well, I thought I thought there was enough players that you would be going, but I, I guess we have a lot of the same thoughts. Um, I was actually looking at a yeah his his usage versus Ito Smith, and and then secondly you have Philly, Philly, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Houston. The next four weeks they typically are stronger in the run game. I know Philly is. I know Indianapolis's defense is is pretty good. Um, Tennessee is I think is going to be a pretty good hard defense. And Houston, you know, you have enough talent there on defense that they should be able to stop somebody. Um, I just, I just don't see his schedule lining up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He doesn't look the same, which is disappointing because they said yeah, he was supposed and, to. And, and the other thing is that offensive line is very bad. Um, you know, they didn't put up points until very late in that Minnesota game. I, I think that offense may not be what we're used to seeing out of Atlanta. So uh, definitely, you know, and that's the thing. So we're saying, yeah, it is time to panic with him. Um, but still, you know, you may not, uh, again, you're, you're selling him low if you try to unload him or trade him. Um, so you just got to kind of find, find a, an owner who's, who's desperate and a situation that makes sense. I mean, Ultimately, though, sometimes with these guys, it may not make sense to get rid of them now. But, man, the second he has a game that's okay, I, I, he's one I would be unloading. Yeah, and I mean, but he still has that name value to where some people might not be turned off uh, on, on trying to get him. I know they may – I mean, you, you, it really depends on your makeup of your team. If you have injuries, it may be he's, he's the guy on your team that you might get the most out of uh, yeah. to a trade. But, yeah, you wait till he has – he has that, you know, you know, 15, 20 point game. And then, then you, yeah, dump them. Yeah. No, great point. Um, what's your last one? Oh no, that was, your that last was, one. You had Michelle yeah. And Freeman, huh? Okay. My last one is actually a guy that I um, was really excited about all year. Um, traded him to uh, PP eaters in the empire league of all people. And that's uh, Dante Pettis, uh, Ooh. Man, his has his stock fallen the last uh, month or two. Um, he was out there for two offensive snaps. I think he had one catch for seven yards. Uh, definitely fallen out of favor there with the coaching staff. Um, not only that, but they have some 
you know, they have some other talented young receivers. They've got George Kittle, who's obviously the number one target. Uh, man, I, I don't know. I, there, there's really no uh, other than, you know, you think that doesn't that doesn't seem like a talented receiving team that that he has an opening there. But obviously he can't take advantage of it in the fourth preseason game. He's still playing and playing late. Um he just can't seem to get it going. Doesn't seem like he had a good off season. So, no real uh, reasons to be excited there. He's almost a player, especially in redraft leagues, to where it's a sh- short bench. He's droppable right now. If there's players that you think you can get stuff out of, um, because if he's going to have any value, it's going to be later in the season. And and some of these redraft leagues, you can't just hold a bench spot for somebody who may who may have some some scoring value later in this yeah, later it, in the year. I, I, he is a he's definitely a forgotten man um i um i i i guess i didn't have any stock in any of the uh niners wide receivers uh other than you know george kittle being a receiver uh just because i felt as confident about them um as I did last year, which I I don't know who they are. I don't know who anybody is. I don't think, I think the, the coaching staff is like you said, is trying to figure out who's going to make them play them. And it doesn't seem, I mean, of course they're fighting injuries with the running backs. Um, They won the game, didn't they? Did they win their first game? San Francisco? Yeah, they beat Tampa. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's astonishing. It must, it must be that great offensive mind. Kyle Shanahan. I wonder. Yeah. He must not matter who, who is actually on your team. It just matters how the system works. And well, the funny thing is, is it was actually their defense and the three interceptions they had of Jameis Winston is what really helped them out. But ah, yeah, well, whatever. Agree, agree to still, disagree. <laughs> offense still scored enough points to win. I guess you could say. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, moving on. And Kirk, I actually think. Um, you know, we had planned to talk about the Antonio Brown saga, uh, Tyreek Hill and Melvin Gordon, but we're actually we're actually running out of time here. So I think maybe that aspect of the of of our notes we can actually put in a little article that um, you can now expect to see articles from us in in the message board for the two in one league. So oh, beautiful. This, yeah, this may be a good time to do that. We don't we don't want our guys falling asleep on the about listening to the podcast so and wait what i was i'm sorry i kind of dozed off there what'd you say i said uh yeah we'll just put out an article on antonio brown and tyreek hill and gordon (laughs) in those situations yeah so oh are you still are you you sleeping again no no i'm I'm awake okay so (laughs) good all right all right man well hey that's all for the fancy boys we're signing off and we're fading out